0: Now we've got Sarah Holding, young adult and children's author, on the line. Fingers crossed, Sarah, can you hear me? I can
1: indeed, Nigel. Excellent.
0: So good, thank you. Good, so so good to be able to um, speak to you and hear you at last, (laughs) which is fantastic. Now you are a young adult and children's author, and how long have Uh you must have been doing this a while because you've got a trilogy out already.
1: Yes, in fact, that was my debut. Um, my debut book that came out originally twenty thirteen fourteen, and then we republished it um, with all three books in one book, so a sort of compendium edition in twenty eighteen. Um, and and uh, I've just got a new book out. It came out
0: yesterday. Excellent. We'll get onto the new one in a little while. And I've made a note. That sounds really intriguing. The new one. Um, I've had a little look at, uh, oh, at the premise behind that one already. But Sea Bean, what's mm. what's sort of without giving away any major spoilers? What's the premise behind that one? Well,
1: it's on a, a remote Scottish island, a real island, St Kilda. And um, basically it's a kind of updated Alice in Wonderland meets an updated Doctor Who's TARDIS on a beach one day and doesn't know what on earth it is and has to figure out how to get inside it and then soon realises it's a time travel device and she and her five other classmates go on a lot of adventures in it and in the process discover that um, things have gone a bit wrong really with the, uh, the world's ecology and uh, the sort of distru- destruction of habitat and changing climate change and so on. So I'm known as a cli-fi author or a climate fiction author.
0: Yeah, not a phrase I'd heard before.
1: Yeah, that's often uh, something that people are unfamiliar with, but it's, uh, it's sort of it's an emerging and growing genre, apparently.
0: Yeah, I bet it is. I bet it's sort of increasingly popular um, yeah. as we go, I would think. And you recently launched a competition around seabean
1: That's right. It was in conjunction with Surrey Libraries and actually Brooklyn's Radio. Um, and there's a very dynamic member of the Surrey Libraries team called Margot Walsh who'd actually trained me as a Surrey Libraries volunteer because I wanted to offer a creative writing club for, uh, for teenagers in, in libraries across Surrey and engage with them about uh, getting them reading aloud more, getting them reading more, getting them writing more. And she suggested to me that we use Bean as the subject matter for this year's uh, Summer Reading Aloud competition. It's been going for several years and they've mainly done one in the time, but this is the first time that they'd organised uh, a summer competition.
0: Fantastic. So the prize for the winner of the competition, what was that? This is exciting.
1: Well, I've um, been using the lockdown as um, an opportunity to record the audiobook version of Seabean. In fact, I was inspired to do it when uh, four different teachers from around the country, from Cardiff, Essex, Guernsey and Glasgow, all made contact with me in the first couple of weeks of lockdown, saying they wanted to continue reading Seabean with their class during lockdown. And I found that so inspiring, I thought, right, I'm going to get cracking now and do the audiobook version. And then it was Margot's idea that we would invite entries um, for the Summer Reading, comp- reading Aloud competition uh, f- to read aloud from a little segment from my book uh, where Alice, the main character, is speaking. And, uh, and that we would use a kind of composited version of, of, of a few different voices uh, as the audiobook trailer that I would use to promote the audiobook when it comes out in September.
0: Excellent. So would you like to uh, tell the listeners who won?
1: Yes, I would. Um, so we chose four voices in the end for the the, uh, the trailer, and they are Phoebe, age 10, Chiara, age 7, Henry, age 6, would you believe it, and Severe, age 10. The book is actually aimed at 8 to 12-year-olds, but Henry sounds like a very, very capable 6-year-old reader, so we were quite amazed. And they all read so beautifully. And I think what was um, it's very difficult choosing, we had a lot of lovely entries from boys and girls, all different ages, from schools all, all over Surrey, Weybridge, Tantridge, Epsom lots of places, and they were all very animated and articulate. Uh, but what we were really looking for was the ones that most captured the character of the main of the main character, Alice, and made you think that it was her voice you were hearing and not just someone reading nicely. And I think that um, the trailer that you're going to hear, um, those four voices really stand out.
0: OK, well, let's hear that trailer now. Let me play it, and then we can all hear those voices.
1: Extract from Seabine, written by Sarah Holding. There's a very strange cube thing on the beach called a sea bean. It arrived on my birthday so I really thought it was somehow meant to be my birthday present. I mean I kind of decided it was mine. It didn't seem to belong to anyone and nobody knew what it was. I bet you are wondering what happened when I went inside it imagine stepping inside a whale except on the inside there are walls and a floor and a ceiling that keeps changing all the time it was as if it was recording everything about me how big I was how I moved how hot I was what my voice sounded like and what mood I was in bet you're thinking how did she know it was doing all that Well, first of all, the walls showed my outline like I was casting a shadow on them except there was no light shining on me to make the shadow.
0: Then I noticed my hands and face were coloured blue where I was still cold from outside but my body was red. If I walked around, the shadow images moved around as well on
1: the four walls. When I said hello, the sea bean echoed like I was in an enormous cave. I said it in all kinds of silly voices and the sea bean kept repeating whatever I said back to me. Then, when it had got all the information about me it needed, it projected a hologram that was exactly the same size and shape as me into the middle of the room and I could walk all the way around her. I tried to touch the hologram but it wasn't made of anything except coloured light projected in the space. Then I said hello again and the 3D picture of me said hello back. Then she started copying anything I did, but doing the mirror image. So if I moved to the left, she moved to the right. I stayed inside the sea bean for ages, and it felt like I'd made a new friend.
0: So there we are, that was the trailer. And uh, who was playing that exquisite bit of flute in the background?
1: (laughs) That was actually
0: me. (laughs) Mm, Aren't you talented? (laughs) Wow. so um, I think the response to this competition was really quite good, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, we were absolutely thrilled. I mean, when you launch a competition, you're just never sure, um, especially during lockdown with all the children being taught from home and so on, how, how easily you're going to be reaching them and, you know, whether you're, you're, you're kind of uh, getting the entries at all. But um, they all flowed in, especially in the last hour or so of the, of the uh, towards the deadline. And uh, we had, you know, we had uh, over 30 children to choose from. And so there were... Some very wonderful runners-up. It was very hard to uh, to decide. And what we've, what we've decided to do, because there were so many lovely runners-up, um, we're in the process of making a longer version of that audiobook uh, trailer that's going to feature in total 11 voices. Uh, so I just want to mention the names, if I may, of yeah, uh, the please. runners-up. Yeah, so it's Maya, Madison, Tennyson, Carlos, Eli, Ariana, and Tabitha. Uh, and then together with Phoebe, Chiara, Henry and Sophia, they'll be all featured um, in different ways in the uh, in the longer version. And uh, we're, we're, we're going to be putting that together over the summer and are ready for September launch.
0: Wow, fantastic. And this new book that's, I think you said, just been released. Yes, what's, that's right. So what's this? It literally
1: came out yesterday. It was uh, released yesterday. Um, also, ClyFi fi but very, very different. It's set 12,000 years ago uh, during the fall of Atlantis. And... Um, I not only think that Atlantis was a real place and not just a kind of mythical one, but also that the reason that it disappeared, um, sank without a trace, or whatever, is is that it experienced a previous episode of extreme climate change. So I'm sort of trying to mirror the experience of Atlantis and how we nearly didn't survive uh, what happened in in those days, twelve thousand years ago, um, and uh, create a cli- climate fiction story that's. Um, well, yes, made up, because I can't, uh, I can't base it in any sort of fact, but mm. um, write a convincing story about a previous experience of climate change.
0: Wow, and it's based around three different characters, which is how you get the name of the book, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's right. So Cam, Mel and Leon uh, make up chameleon, and uh, they're, they're not just normal humans, they're genetically modified. So I've sort of speculated that during Atlantean times they had some very sophisticated technology, including uh, the ability to... Um, meddle with our DNA and augment our DNA and they were trying to create a species of uh, human that was going to be more resilient and that if they were unfortunate enough not to survive as a human race then these uh, resilient chameleonoid humans would
0: Golly well, that sounds intriguing. Rush out and buy Chameleon <laughs> right now for, yeah. by uh, by Sarah Holding. Okay, well, thank you very much for your time today, Sarah. Really enjoyed it's been that. Been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, thank you. And uh, hope to hear more and more about this cli-fi.